Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to episode 180 of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. Today is a really fun episode and it's going to be a little bit different than what we normally have on the podcast, but we are actually talking with Erin Tafani, who is my own podcast strategist and producer. And I am so excited to finally get her butt on the podcast. I've been harassing her literally for an entire year, an entire year of telling her, Erin, get your ass on the podcast. So I'm very excited that she finally decided to record with me. So in this episode, we're going to talk about, we talk about a lot of different things, but really the focus of this episode is is how to start a podcast. A lot of you have thought about it. A lot of you have questioned, should I start a podcast? Is it for me? Can I do it? And of course you fucking can. And we're going to cover all those three key things in this episode, like should you start a podcast, how to get started, how to like DIY, what do you do if you want to work with someone, you know, all the things that you question when you're thinking of starting a podcast. And I know a lot for a lot of you, just because you have a product based business, you're going to think you're going to object with me immediately, Carrie, why would I want to start a podcast? But having a podcast can be incredible for so many things, including your visibility, Uh, connections, relationship building, and a million other awesome things. So before you just X off this episode, definitely listen to it. It's going to be a really, really fun one. And Erin is absolutely amazing. So I joined one of her coaching programs almost three years ago. And I said, you know what? I want to start a podcast, but I'm super scared. I'm nervous. I don't know what to do. I want to work with someone. And I worked with her in her coaching program, She helped me start and launch this podcast right here, and she really, truly is the reason that this podcast is doing really well because I set it up from – I set it up the right way from the beginning, and that doesn't mean that you have to do the same thing, but for me, I knew that this podcast would be a huge part of the business, and I wanted it to be perfect, and she's really the magical human unicorn behind this podcast. She edits every episode. She is the one who, you know, I'll message her after I record and I'll say, Erin, I think I swore a little bit too much in this episode. Can you kind of like go through and remove a couple extra swears? And she'll be like, sure, no worries, Carrie. So she's amazing. And I would not be doing any of this if it wasn't for her. So I'm super grateful and just like love her so much. She's amazing. So supportive. And if you need someone to do your podcast, this is a non-ad advertisement (laughs) 
to work with Erin. You will not regret it. Anyway, this is an awesome episode. Uh, This is a must listen. Grab a coffee, grab some cold brew, and let's dive into it. Well, welcome to the Six Figure Product Business Podcast, Erin. I'm so happy to have you. Finally, it only took like a year and a half. (laughs) Yes, I'm glad to be here. I'm super excited for this conversation. Is it weird to be on the podcast that you actually edit every week? Yes. Is it weird or is it fun? Is it interesting? Are you excited to like edit your own voice? It's one of those things where you, you know, like I think everybody is always more critical of their own voice. So having to listen back to yourself, you're like, oh my God, what an idiot. Why did I say that? You know, kind of a thing. Um, Mm -hmm. But I am excited to be here. I will just battle through when it comes to the editing and ignore, ignore the weirdness. I know. I still can't listen. I don't listen to my own episodes ever. I might listen to a few minutes, but I actually have never listened to a full episode because I feel like if I do, I will start. I don't know. Sometimes I think I should listen so I can like, okay, let me critique myself so I can improve the podcast. But I actually feel like if I listen to myself, I would probably not continue to have a podcast. So I just (laughs) pretend, yeah, I, I record and then it just goes out into the world and I move on. (laughs) <laughs> I think it's almost better that way because it's like when you're yeah. in the moment and you're talking about what you need to talk about and then you kind of birth it out into the world, you're like, okay, I'm done with that now. I've That's mm-hmm. served me. Now I need to move on. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree. So before we dive into our super fun topic, I'm so excited to talk about this. Um, just tell everyone, just introduce yourself. Who are you? Why are you here? <laughs> Well, hi, everybody. I'm Erin Tafani, and I am a podcast producer. And honestly, my title has changed so much. I call myself a strategic podcast producer. And I've been working with Carrie on this show for the last two years, which is super mm-hmm. exciting. But I support online entrepreneurs with their podcasts and really tapping into another way for them to express themselves through a podcast, something that maybe does support their business and funnels leads into their business and is nurturing for their community, but isn't all business focused. So uh, everything from launching the show, that initial concept and creating that idea, bringing it into reality to backend management and strategy going forward. I love that. And I'm just curious, um, because I don't think I've ever asked you, what's like, which one of those things is your favorite part to work on? Mm, That's a good question. So for me, it's like the newness of it. So I do, I I will say that and immediately most people will probably think the launch, right? A new launch of a podcast Mm -hmm. would be the thing, but it's really not just that for me. So it's, it's the, the piece of taking your vision, something that's like, really airy and out there and um, in your head and maybe you've been thinking about it for a while and birthing that into reality and figuring Mm -hmm. out, okay, how do I take this like, I don't know what that word is, elithreal idea, like this concept and bring it down into a tangible thing. So that's probably my favorite part. And that happens, of course, with new podcast launches, but it also happens with rebrands. It happens with restructuring things or refreshing things, just like you and I have been talking a lot about strategizing and kind of taking your show to the next level and what that's going to look like for you. Mm-hmm. All of that just lights me up because it's it's the newness of it. It's the experimentation of it. It's all of that sort of playing with your podcast and what it can do for you. 
And yeah. on both sides of the coin, like for your life and your business, it's got to serve both. I love that. I agree with you. Like, I know that we've had many conversations about like what, you know, how I help people. And while I love helping my people grow their business, there's something so special about helping people start. Like taking, I love when people come to me, I have an idea for a product. Can you help me? And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm your girl. What do you got? Tell me. Um, I just love it. Like there's something exciting about helping people like navigate through ideas in their head and just helping them like, just like take an idea and bring it to life. So I, I agree with you. It's so fun. And um, I just like get lit up to help people start a business. So yeah, I love that. I totally agree. Yeah. So I feel like we have a few things we wanted to discuss on this podcast episode. I know for me, like one thing is the importance of starting a podcast, like what just the visibility it can bring your business. And I know a lot of product people listening are like, why would I have a podcast? Like podcasts aren't for product-based businesses, but I think they can be. Um, I would just love to know on like in your perspective, why should people, why should more people start a podcast? Mm. You know, what can it do for their business? So the big things that I think come up first and foremost, and you tell me, of course, if you agree with this, is visibility is a huge one. Mm -hmm. And then the second would be nurturing. So it's that bridge between getting visible and getting more eyes and ears on your brand and not just what you sell or what you do, but also who you are. It can be great with a podcast. And I think that there's it's more accessible, right, Um, for a lot of people. And then also the nurturing side of it. So a lot Mm -hmm. of the time, your best customers or clients are people that have bought from you already before. So if you can nurture those people, they're going to be the people that refer you. They're going to be people that are going to be talking about your products and shouting you out all the time and, you know, telling their friends and family about why they loved what they bought so much. So Mm -hmm. nurturing those existing people to let them know, you know, what it is that you do who you are, diving deeper into why you're selling the products that you're selling. All of that can be achieved through a podcast, and it just gives you such great reach. And you have networking opportunities as well, right? Mm -hmm. So collaborations with other brands or other people, it's just there's a lot I think that you can do with a podcast, and I think it is pretty accessible for most people. It's just really leveraging your story and your voice and connection at the end of the day with who's on the other end listening. Yeah, I agree too. I think like, I don't know, pretty much like half the stuff I talk about on this podcast is like how to get more visibility, how to get more traffic, blah, blah, blah. And I think having a podcast is something that a lot of people listening have maybe thought about, but they're like, "Mm, I don't know, it feels scary. And it is scary. And I'm just curious, now that I'm talking about that, I'm curious if you remember when I first reached out to you, this was it's like know. August, it was probably right? like two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Like, I don't know. You probably don't remember, but like, if you do, do you remember like when I first started? Because now that I've had the podcast for over two years, it feels like such a part of like my identity almost. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> like, the podcast feels like the consistent thing in my business that like it really does come first. You know, like everything I work on, everything I do. This is always a thing that like I I cannot wait. Like I love Fridays because Fridays is my podcast recording day. It's just so fun and it's like 
such a part of my business now. But I'm just curious, like if you remember when I first came to you or when I first launched, like, do you feel like I did I seem like scared or nervous? Because now that I've had it, I don't, I can't think back to how I felt two and a half years ago. But I'm curious if you remember. I should have totally pulled up like your intake <laughs> form because I still have it in Dubsado before we got on here. Oh my and God. I you should pull it up right now. It's probably like, I want to start a podcast and like 200 emojis after that. <laughs> because I'm sure you're not wrong. That's Let me exactly see. how I talk and I type just like how I talk to. I'm like, oh my God, I'm obsessed. And I put like 20 smiley faces or exclamation points. I'm just not ever simple. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just get too excited about things. So yeah, because some people will say like, oh, I, and I want to like talk to you about how, what are some ways that people can get started with starting a podcast? Obviously, I joined your program. We can talk about that. But people, a lot of people ask me and I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm not even equipped to tell people how to start a podcast, which is funny because I have a podcast, but I feel like because I got help from you and I went through your program, I never feel like I can really speak to that whole thing. Like, I feel like it's not in my expertise because I didn't do it on my own, which sounds kind of funny. I think so many other things in my business that I've done I figured it out. I did it on my own. I didn't have a coach or like a mentor. I feel like your program was one of the first things I invested in. Mm -hmm. And one of the first things that I invested in that like it, it, I can't even imagine not going through that program. Like, I don't know what the hell podcast would I have right now if I didn't go through your program and just tried to like piece random shit together, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? It's a mystery because I did go through your program. But yeah, I so people will come to me and say, how do I start a podcast? How do I start a podcast? I'm like, well, as long as you don't use Anchor, just start it. Like get a mic, come up with an idea and start recording, you know? So I think it is often overthought. And I think people sit on the idea for a long time. That's for mm -hmm. sure. And like you were saying, a lot of the time, I always, I always find this to be true when and I use this analogy a lot. I'm like, if you're going to start a podcast, don't be Joe Schmo and just decide on a random Tuesday to start a podcast and then start searching for what mic you want on Amazon. But that's always <laughs> where people default to. And I get it. Yeah. Um, but for me, I think especially if you're going to have a podcast that isn't just for pleasure, even if it is, this applies. But if you're going to have a podcast for your business, especially... Yeah. You really need to spend some time conceptualizing your idea first yeah. and just making sure that it feels good. And what you start with probably won't be what you end with, right? Your podcast is going to morph and change over time. But a lot of people get stuck in that first bit where, especially with the launch, the launch is super intimidating. Everybody is always like, oh my gosh, like what I see... It's the what if people don't like how I sound is usually what comes up first. And then you have the scariness of the launch. It doesn't matter if you have launched things in your business. It still feels like you're stepping out onto a stage naked. Mm -hmm. 
it feels vulnerable. So that's always intimidating. And then usually (laughs) after they launch, they feel like they're coming down off of this high where it's like, oh my gosh, that was such a relief. I feel like the, you know, all of this work that I put in to get this thing actually out into the world is over. And usually before somebody starts the podcast, actually starting it or starts working with me like you and I did to build it together, they have been thinking about it for a long time. Mm-hmm. So it really is that like full circle moment. And then after the launch, you have to figure out how you're going to manage it, how you're going to integrate it. And especially if you're going to be somebody like you who's very committed to having the podcast long term, then mm-hmm. it really does have to be integrated into your lifestyle. And it has to be something you feel like lit up to show up for week after week, month after month. And that mm-hmm. can be hard. Um, but I will say I cannot find the initial reach out that you sent me. Um, but I will say for you, you know, I do remember and what I'm seeing here from some of our conversation after the fact, after we launched the show is you talked about, we knew that you were fully capable of doing the podcast on your own, but you mentioned here that as an Enneagram three and having squirrel brain, (laughs) (laughs) that accountability was like the biggest piece for you. Oh, interesting. So it wasn't just, you know, needing help or not wanting to have to learn all the tech crap to get everything off the ground, which is a big one, of course. But you do mention here that that was the big thing. And we did a lot of one-on-one calls together throughout that process to really anchor in Mm -hmm. your idea and what you wanted to create. Um, So... Yeah, that's definitely one of the things that you mentioned here. You were like, I wanted to do it the right way the first time. Mm -hmm. Why waste months Googling and downloading 20 freebies and making a thousand mistakes when you can get, you know, right (laughs) step by step going the first time from somebody as as they guide you through it. So yeah, (laughs) there's a lot, not emojis in this. There's lots of uh, F yeah, I did and exclamation points everywhere. So, which I would say that carries, that uh, definitely carries through in how I see you still talk about your podcast. (laughs) Lots of emojis, lots of exclamation points. Yeah. I love it. And yeah, that's so true. Like the accountability thing is so important. And like what I, you know, a lot of the stuff that I talk about on the podcast and like I do launch programs and I do things to help people because it's true. Like why, why again, everything is like, can I afford it? Do I have the time? Am I committed to working on this program or course now? And if the answers are no, then it's not a good fit for you to invest. But like, if you can, if you can manage the money, if you can figure it out, if you can um, commit to it, then like, why put yourself through hell and back Googling shit when you can work with someone who knows what they're doing and can help you. And I know for me, Um, And it's so funny to like reflect back on those early days because it really only was two years ago, but it feels two years in a business is kind of like, I feel like it's probably like five years in like normal regular life. It feels like I just started it. Like I I remember when I launched it, I remember, you know, messaging you being like, oh my God, we got like, I don't know, 200 downloads on Mm -hmm. the first two days or I don't even know what number it was. It wasn't anything crazy, but you made me feel like it was a good number. So I was happy with that. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) you were like, you were the number one, you were my number one most downloaded podcast launch ever. And you're like, besides Madison and besides these two other people that we worked with, (laughs) Uh, I'm just kidding. But you know, like I can, like 
Okay. Now that I have the podcast for two years, I I can't Im- I still can't imagine not working with someone, you know, like yeah. I just can't. I feel like I struggled with a bunch of things in the beginning and like not having someone to talk it through, to like work through it made a huge difference. And I don't know if the podcast would be, and I, I don't want to use the word professional because I think that's not like that feels boring, but it is a professional podcast. Like I have systems in place. I have a podcast episode that goes out every single Tuesday on time. I think I've missed one episode in two plus years. So I think for that reason, it is professional and I take it very seriously. But in terms of like my personality on here and all that, like, yes, I swear and I say stupid things, but I also show up authentically and how I talk is how I would talk if I met you in person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but like, I don't think I would have the same podcast. I don't. And like, when I think of that, I'm like, where would my business be? Because my podcast is really my funnel to like everything that I sell. Everyone who buys, who joins my courses or programs, they're always like, oh, I listen to your podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, and it makes sense. Like when I when I invested in my thirty thousand dollar mastermind, it wasn't some random dude. It was someone whose podcast I had listened to for an entire year. Mm-hmm. Got to know his personality. I'm like, oh, I like him. I trust him. He can help me. Okay, cool. Twenty five hundred dollars a month for twelve months. Okay, great. But you know, like that's what makes people sign up for stuff. So, um, anyway, I just wanted to kind of point out for people listening, if you are like thinking about doing a podcast, you know. Even if it's not Aaron, like find someone who knows what they're doing because you will get stuck on things when you're in the starting process and you either might quit, you might be like, I can't do a podcast, imposter syndrome pops in your brain. And there's just like a lot of moving pieces. So I agree. Anyway, wanted to share that. (laughs) Yeah. I think a lot of it, you, I like to consider all of it a marriage. Like there's, there's you and your desires and your goals and what you want out of it. And obviously, if you're called to podcasting, there's a reason why. There's something deeper within you where you want you have something to say, right? And you need that to be amplified. So at the end of the day, it matters who you're speaking to and what you're getting out of it as well. So you've got yourself on this side of the mic trying to get out into the world what it is that you feel called to share. And then you have the person on the other end. So you are making a connection between those two people, how it's serving them, how it's supporting them, how it's nurturing them, what that's doing to create connection and trust, just like you said, between the two of you. Um, Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, I, I think there's a lot of, awareness that has to come through podcasting as well, like self-awareness. And I think that comes as you go. So a lot of people get stuck in the beginning with that perfectionism, like wanting it to be perfect, Mm. wanting the launch to be huge, like scared that if they're not topping the charts on day one, that they're not having a successful show. So some of that comes back to self-awareness, you know, tapping into what your specific goals are and, you know, Yes, you can absolutely top the charts, but your charts are going to fluctuate as you have the podcast. And that's not the only metric to look at, right? There's so much Mm -hmm. value in like for you knowing that you're nurturing people and you're getting course signups or program signups from your podcast, or you're also networking with other people through your Mm -hmm. podcast and the visibility that you gain. Like those are also things to measure as well. And I think people sometimes get stuck on just what's on the surface as opposed to 
all these other things underneath that they're like, oh, yeah, well, yes, I'm loving the DMs or I'm loving the feedback that I'm getting from people listening or I love getting those messages. Like you send me messages in Voxer all the time where somebody's like, oh, my gosh, Carrie, I just bought your course or I just opted into your membership and I've been listening to the podcast for so long or I just loved this episode and that's what got me. You know, that lights you up just as Mm -hmm. much as seeing your download numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think there's that level of tapping into your desire and your goals and then also being aware of things as you go along the process, too, is important. So, you know, knowing <laughs> that you're getting bogged down with all of the back end tasks that have to be done or if recording hour long episodes every week just doesn't feel right for you, adjusting and pivoting from there, that is important in order to stick with it long term. And I don't think people talk about that hard part of it as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And that also can apply to support, knowing how much support you need and being self-aware enough to know like, yes, I need somebody to help me support getting it off the ground and then I can manage it on my own from there. Or I need somebody to help with strategy from time to time so I can take it to the next level or feel like I know where it's going in that growth. I think that's also important and it helps as well because I've seen so many people start podcasts and then like six months in, they burn out. I know why though. I see that too. Yeah. So many people, not even yes. six months. It's like 10 episodes and they're like, I'm done. I'm done with I this. can't. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> I, like, and I, I will say with that, when it's like really <laughs> early and I hate I hate that there's so many dead podcasts just in the app and you're like, oh my gosh, this person hasn't posted anything in a year. Why are we not just moving this off the screen? But um, sometimes with that, you you know, they think it's going to be easy and there are aspects that are easy, but some of it isn't easy. Um, Mm -hmm. But two, again, if, if you got to make sure that you're considering your goals and what your desires are and what you're wanting to get out of it and how that translates mm-hmm. to the listener on the other side too. That connection, if you just turn on the mic like Joe Schmo on a random Tuesday and launch your podcast on a whim with no vision or funnel or strategy behind it, and then you don't get any listeners and it's just crickets, then there's probably a reason why. Like something needed to be pivoted or changed. And even too, if you were six months in and you burned yourself out, usually it's a life thing. Like something with the podcast needs to be adjusted. Um, Mm -hmm. I often tell people, I think people sometimes will put themselves in a box and not realize that they've done that Mm -hmm. when really there's no rules when it comes to podcasting. You could start with one format and then change your mind. You could start with a show and release episodes every week and decide that the day needed to shift or the length needed to shift or, you know what, releasing episodes every week doesn't work for me or I need to go seasonal and have a dedicated point in time twice a year where I take two months off the show altogether. Those kinds of things, I think, come over time, of course, But those are also things that if you're starting out, you should think about and can think about. And, you know, it's something that before you ever hit record or choose a mic off Amazon, you could be thinking about those things. If I'm going to add this podcast into my life, how and where am I going to fit it into my existing schedule? Like for you, you know, with your schedule, Fridays are the days you record podcast episodes on other people's mm-hmm. shows and for yourself. And so you look forward to Fridays every single flipping week. It's like podcast Friday. 
that works for you, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. a great way to integrate it into what you're already doing. And it's something now you look forward to. It keeps you accountable to doing it as well. So these are all things that I think people skip when they start or don't Mm -hmm. think about thoroughly enough. And you don't have to have help to do that. It's just things you need to kind of ask yourself what you want out of it and how can you integrate it in. Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm also thinking too, like as you're talking about all those like little – a lot of it is systems. Mm-hmm. Systems aren't always fun and they're definitely th- not things I love talking about. Um, but like for example, YouTube. I started YouTube, my YouTube channel two years ago, I think, and I hi- you know hired someone to edit the videos for me and she did the videos, the thumbnail, and then she would make like a little um, Instagram story like video thing. Mm-hmm. And I started – doing it. And then I was like, oh, this is feeling, it's feeling like a drag. I'm not loving it. I don't like YouTube. And then I stopped doing it. I was not, not consistent. Sometimes I'd pay her for a whole month and like not give, I would give her like one video. And I'm like, this is so stupid. Like I'm getting mad at myself that I'm paying for something. I'm not utilizing it. Mm-hmm. And so eventually I just had to like, can't, like, I had to be like, I can't do, you know, I'm sorry. I have to take a break. I knew I wanted to do it again. And then I took a break for a while and I just recently started YouTube up again in January of this year. So this is now um, February something, whatever the date is. Um, I found a virtual assistant and like that was the only thing I wanted her to do is just you can edit my four YouTube videos. It can be simple. I just want to get started. I want to have consistency. I basically um, use the po- the podcast tracker that you create and for our podcast, I yep. did something similar for YouTube so I can map everything out. I can put, did I add the show notes? I don't even know what they're called in YouTube, but the notes, <laughs> like the description. Um, I don't, yeah, I guess the description. I have no idea. Um, I call it show notes. I'm like, yes, I did my YouTube show notes. Um, <laughs> and like just having that one thing in, pl- and I also have a better system of making notes for my video so I can then write up like a description so I can give it to the virtual assistant. And now, you know, again, it's only been a month and a half, but like she just posted my sixth, sixth video today. And I'm really happy. Like I have my six 2023 YouTube videos. I am being consistent. I'm trying to be consistent. I still find it hard to do YouTube videos, but you have to have systems. And like, I just again, like back to us working together, you already had all those like really awesome systems for me. Like when you're done with your episode, put it here. When you add, if you're going to do this, like you put it here, like the systems help keep you consistent. But my whole point of YouTube was like, it wasn't YouTube that I didn't like. Yeah, It was my lack of systems. It was my lack of like, I had no structure. So I would go and like post the video and I'm like, wait, what, what did I talk about? Cause mm-hmm. I had no notes anywhere. It was like, what was I even thinking? But so I, I reflect back on that because um, I really, really want YouTube to work for me now. Like I'm committed to it. And it is a little bit hard doing a podcast and YouTube. I will admit the podcast comes first, but like I really want YouTube to work. 2023 is my year that YouTube works for me. Um, but like you have to have systems in place. Good Lord. I want to kind of ask you something. So yeah. I feel like there's a lot of podcasts out there that I listen to that are really cringy. <laughs> Can use the word cringy. <laughs> and I've stopped listening to the cringy podcasts. Um, I'm curious like what your icks are when it comes to podcasting. I have a couple oh, of my yeah. own, but I want to know what yours are. Like when you're listening to a podcast, what makes you stop listening and like get turned off mm. and not listen again? That's such a good question, Carrie. Oh my gosh. Okay. 
Um, so first I would say probably shitty audio. Like mm. nobody is going to listen to your podcast episode if the quality of the audio is really bad. And it doesn't take a lot to to make it decent. You know what I mean? Like you don't you can do an easy podcast with a microphone off of Amazon for 20 bucks and it sound okay. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't have mm-hmm. to be a sure microphone professional in studio setup sound. Like you don't have to start there. But that's a big one. Like I mean if it's really noisy in the background, mm. nobody's going to listen to that. You know what I mean? Um or super glitchy if you have like glitches where the audio just goes out altogether for several seconds and you're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> like I just went from being engrossed in what you were saying to, well, there was that audio that just dropped. Like whatever. And I mean it happens. Like I don't want to you know, sound like I'm bougie compared to whatever out there, but it it does happen. Those are definitely icks. I will also say, and this one might be spicy to some people, I guess, maybe. I don't really like ads at the very beginning of podcast episodes. Like there are Mm. lots of big name podcast episodes. I actually, (laughs) you'll appreciate this. I was doing some research today just to see, you know, what are some of the big names that you know of out there that are doing, what are they doing with their podcasts that are different than other people? And, um, you know, one of the ones that I listened to, literally the first three minutes of the episode was all ads. It was an ad for their own program. It was an mm-hmm. ad for somebody else's program. And then there was another ad right after that, like a sponsorship ad. Mm. And I'm like, I get it. But like, I mean, I'm just going to hit the skip 15 second button until we get to the episode. Like, I don't want to sit here and listen through the ads. (laughs) And especially if you are a loyal follower, I would say, like if you are somebody as a as a consumer who listens to that person's podcast week after week after week, I understand plugging your offers I just hate when it's like literally the first three minutes of a 30-minute episode is just ads. Like, mm. you got to break it up for me. Like, you you just got to break it up for me <laughs> um, or I'm yeah. just going to skip. So that's another one. Um, from the editing side of things, I anything that's like noisy distractions, obviously, I edit out of episodes, right? But that's also an icky one when I'm like, "Mm, this is a really professional sounding podcast. And we just left all the lip smacks in this entire thing. (laughs) Like, "Mm, that was a lip smack. Mm, That was a lip smack. I'm like, please, where's the email to your editor? Can I just let them know, hey, there were like six lip smacks in this episode. And my ears were like, picking up on every one of them. Um, So those are some of them. What are your icks? Thank God you can remove mine for me. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Um, love. My my biggest one, my, my biggest one, I, I feel like I have more than one, but one, the only, this one thing that's coming to mind is scripted. Mm, Yes. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. When it's like, well, hello there. And it's like, you can tell like they're reading off of a script and it's like, insert name, pause for breath. 
and then they like start going again. It's like you can tell. Yes. It is. I can't. Like I used to listen to a lot of bigger marketing. I'm not going to name any names, but I used to – I used to listen to a lot of like bigger name, like people that are in the top 10 marketing charts. Mm -hmm. And I had to stop because it was just – especially solo episodes – it it just felt like they're reading off of like a teleprompter. And mm-hmm. I while I understand they probably sound way more professional than my rambling podcast episodes, but for me, just being very authentic and also I like talking in the moment about things, that's just how I am. And I mm-hmm. don't like scripted things in general. So when I listen to a podcast and I feel like it's it when I, if I feel like it's scripted, I can't listen anymore. Like it they've lost me forever. So yeah, that is like my, that's my big one. Um, I think like there's another, one of the only podcasts I actually listen to and I love him. So I'm not going to say his name because I'm obsessed and I want to be in, like my dream is to be in his podcast, but he also will play, not that I bo- I'm bothered by his advertisements because they're at the beginning as well, but it's like the same one every single time. Mm-hmm. Like he rarely ever changes it. So I've heard this goddamn advertisement. Um, about something i forget what it is like a hundred times and then then he'll switch to a different one but like i get it these are you know i want to be sponsored putting out in the universe i want to be sponsored too maybe by clavio um email marketing um (laughs) but like it does get frustrating with the ads i think i think there's a limit to how many brands like when does it become too much yes and I get it because we show up here, we put in the work, we yep. we deliver free content, and I love it. Like I love being able to share so many things that can help people. It's my favorite thing. Like creating an impact from a podcast is like the best thing that you can do, really. And like you want to be monetized. However, like should you have six different ads that go off in your episode? Maybe not. That's kind of obnoxious. Right. It's obnoxious. Yeah. So. Well, and I agree with you too about like it being so curated and so robotic. Um, Yes. I also think it doesn't feel relatable or attainable. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you know that some big name person has a podcast and they are talking to also big name people, sometimes it feels like they're up on a pedestal and you're just out here in the crowd of hundreds of thousands listening and they don't know who you are. You feel like a peon. Whereas if you talk directly to your listener and it is more authentic and it isn't so rehearsed or drafted, it does feel more relatable. That trust you were talking about building is there. It's actually there. It feels more intimate more like one-on-one. So even though you're talking into a microphone to many, the person listening feels like you're only talking to them. You know, if they're listening in the car, it feels like when they're laughing with you that they were in the room with you laughing like with you. You know what I mean? And I think that's definitely the case with episodes that are you. I mean, by all means, of course, if you need bullet points or prompts to kind of guide you through your content, that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But I do yeah. agree with you that more authentic delivery in the moment is more relatable. And two, you know, even with the sponsorships and the ads, like you were talking about hearing the same one for like six different times, you know, it's like old school TV, like 
you know, where there's certain mm-hmm. commercials where you could just like the Mentos commercial, you could literally sing the whole thing because you've heard it so many times. I feel yep. like you're getting to that point where you're starting to just like it's it's going in Turn one ear out. and out the other of your listener when you've done it the same way so much. It would yeah. probably go further if somebody like that would have changed up the ad and instead in the middle of their episode plugged it talked about their program, talked about the offer and was like, hey, if you haven't checked it out yet, you should. Here's the info. You know what I mean? It still feels Mm -hmm. more like they're talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. And I just want to share one more cringe. It's not really cringy. It's just something that I don't prefer. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's something that I'm also playing around with with my own podcast. So I just want to caveat that, that I am playing around with making the episode shorter, which Erin already knows because I've been messaging her, blowing up her Voxer messages all week about this because I'm also aware that I talk a lot and sometimes I'm like, okay, I need to like rein myself in and not, I don't want to have a scripted podcast or any, anything like that. And I don't love following a list of questions, but I also sometimes am aware, like, I think it's always important to be self-aware of things that you maybe do that are annoying. I ramble. I'm a rambler. Like I'm like, Oh, let's talk about packaging. And I go off on a tangent for 20 minutes and I'm like, wait, what were we talking about? Like, who am I talking to? Oh yeah. We're talking about like website design. Why am I talking about packaging? Um, so that's my, one of my weaknesses, but what I do not like are business podcast episodes that are like 20 minutes long and like, I feel like I'm listening to fluff, mm-hmm. you know, they're fluffy. Yeah. Like they bring someone on. They're like, tell me about your business. What are you great at? And the person talks about website design and they like gloss over surface level. They gloss over things yes. and you kind of leave the episode being like, oh, okay, that was good. But like, what are my action steps? What do I do? How can I improve my website design? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and why? And like, I remember when we first started working together, I told you I wanted my episodes to be like. I want it to be like a mini training every episode so people can walk away and feel like they actually learned something. They could take a couple of things from every episode and go and implement. So for me, that's a really important part of my podcast. But I also am aware that a lot of other podcasts are super short. They're like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, fluffy, and then that's the episode. And I'm kind of like, I don't like it, but also... So many people do that. So is there a method to the madness or is there a madness to the method? Um, Or I don't know, but I can't do that. Like there's, I mean, how many times have I started an episode and I'm like, hey guys, there's going to be a short episode. And then I'm like, oops, 60 minutes later. (laughs) Like, it's so hard for me to be like concise. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think to answer your question, is there a method to the madness? (laughs) I couldn't tell you for sure without looking on the back end. I will say, of course, by default, if you release more episodes, you're going to have more downloads because anybody that's following or subscribing to the show, especially on whatever their device is, it's going to automatically download those episodes and those are going to just get calculated, download, download, download. So on paper, if somebody wants to flash like my show gets blah, blah, blah downloads every single episode or every single month, that's part of the way that they're able to do that. Um, So again, but if your device is downloading those episodes for your listener every single week, or if you release, let's say two or three 15 minute ones every single week, if you really think about the person on the other end consuming, are they actually consuming it that much? 
you know, Mm. unless you have something like a daily tip kind of thing, which would be hard to do. But let's say you did. And it was almost like a motivational daily tip podcast episode where every day you're releasing something that could keep people coming back every day for that new content. But I guarantee most people are not sitting there consuming those episodes rapid fire when they release every time they drop. So it really comes back to your listener, right? And like for you, if your intention was to offer mini trainings that go below the surface, and I totally agree with you there. I love that deeper, deeper underneath the surface stuff. It's the shit that nobody talks about. It's the nitty gritty Mm -hmm. details. It's the information that you couldn't just get from a Google search. It's that experience of doing it and what to look for and what not to look for and all of those things. You go so in depth in what you're talking about and share lots of examples, quite frankly. I always, even while editing, I'm sitting there pulling up, oh, she's talking about this brand or, oh, she's kind of, you know, referencing this that they did really well in their copy. And I'm like, okay, well, now I got to go check out this kayak and what did they put in their copy? Because I need to see this. You know what I mean? So if you think about your audience, though, that I think is worth more, you know, because what now that person Maybe they listened in the car to your episode. Maybe they listened while they worked. Maybe they listened while they were packaging up stuff in their business about how to better their packaging for their product-based business. You know, you want that to be sticky content. You want that to be something that they are thinking about for the rest of the day. They're marinating on it. Or like you said, they feel like they've learned something and now they know, oh, you know what? She was talking about SEO and I've done this and this. But I definitely haven't done that last tip that she gave us. So that's something I need to prioritize because of all the reasons she just told me why I need to prioritize it. You know what I mean? I think Mm -hmm. that goes further and that also further echoes that nurturing that you're looking to do. 15-minute episodes can be, like you said, it could be fluffy. Like, okay, great. That was a really great business tip you told me, or that was a really good like thing I should think about with my mindset. But then 10 minutes later, when my kid comes and interrupts me when I'm doing something else, that's going to go right out of my brain and I'm not going to remember what you said. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 That's how I feel too. So I don't know. We're going to experiment with the podcast, like maybe doing some shorter episodes and kind of you know, we would love some, I say we, um, love some feedback on what you guys think. If you like the shorter episodes, I also where people are busy and they are multitasking and sometimes people like the ADD, ADHD people of the world, which I feel like is most people nowadays, they don't want to listen to long episodes. So I'm totally open, but I also am like, okay, if I do short episodes, how can I make them jam packed? Like I hate Mm -hmm. fluff. Yeah. But yeah, those are my those are my cringy icks. I think that's about it. So actually not that many, but probably have to think about it to think of more. But I also don't listen to a lot of podcasts anymore. Quite actually, frankly, I don't either because of editing. To I don't two. really listen for pleasure that often anymore. And yeah. usually it's something specific, almost like if you were going on YouTube and you were searching for something you really want to know about or need an answer to, that's usually when I'm listening. Do you, when you're looking for like information or questions, do you go to podcast or do you go to YouTube or Google or everything maybe? Honestly, depending upon what it is, usually Google and TikTok are the places that I search first, but. Oh, TikTok. Yeah. TikTok is 
that one's fun. <laughs> I know that's your jam. That's like your that's your thing. I do enjoy it, <laughs> but um for the podcast, it's usually something like you were saying, like something that I need a little bit more in depth in. It doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a long episode. And I agree with even what you're going to experiment with. You can still pack a lot and get to the deeper stuff in like 20 minutes. Um, if you had like a 10 minute episode, that that probably wouldn't work. But um, so, yeah, I would say it's it depends on what I'm doing. Obviously, with TikTok, I can't watch the screen all the time. So if I'm driving or quite frankly, if I get in the shower, sometimes I'll put on a podcast episode to listen to while I'm in the shower. Um, it just hmm. depends. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm definitely a YouTuber. Yeah. YouTube and Google, but I actually go to YouTube for a lot of things. I like love YouTube. That's why I'm like, YouTube has to be my year this year because I, I just I'm studying it. I'm looking at what people are doing. So we'll see. Anything we'll see. techie related. So like I need to physically see it or know how they did this. That would definitely be YouTube. And usually whatever pulls up on Google, I'm going to the YouTube video, like a ClickUp. You know, I love to use ClickUp. I've got to see the visual. But if it's something like yeah. more concept-based, like, for example, this is totally not podcast-related, but like cycle syncing, do you know what that is? Mm, I think so. Yeah. Uh, so like your menstrual cycle. Cyc yeah. So you're syncing up things like in your business or knowing what your energy levels are like at different stages of your cycle. Um, mm -hmm. The other day, I looked up on, you on TikTok, um, not YouTube, on TikTok some different foods to eat when you're in different phases of your cycle to help you hmm. benefit in that part of your cycle with your energy levels and hormones and stuff like that. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't follow any of that stuff. I probably should. Um, I just recently started kind of integrating and playing around with it. So. I like that. Do you feel like um, – because I want you to talk about your services. I want you to talk about how you can help people. Maybe just talk about like starting a podcast. What are like – did we talk about mistakes? Yeah, we did. A little bit. Did we? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> we can dive into it more. What are some like – what are the big things that people need when they want to start a podcast? Maybe, maybe I'll reframe the question. I'm getting – I've recorded – this is podcast number three today and I'm getting – I'm completely getting episodes like mi mixed up in my brain. So that's okay. So you can tell I don't follow question list because I just like talk about whatever. Yeah. What are like some of the, um, what are the things that people need to have? Like, what do you need to have if you want to do a podcast, which you should. So the first thing we'll talk about is equipment because that's always where everybody goes. Like I was saying, the first, first step there. Um, so you need to have a good pair of headphones. I always suggest whether you want to use them or not, you can choose. But um, I would suggest a good pair of headphones and then a good microphone. Whatever's in your budget at the time makes the most sense. You can always upgrade your equipment later. So those are the starting pieces. You also need to consider what you're recording on and where you're recording physically. Um, so and who you're recording with. So if you are going to be a solo person recording your podcast in your house, then you need to look at where are the different areas that you could record and think about 
what makes the most sense for you. Closets are actually really good places to record because the clothes in your closet are really absorbent for excess sound. Um, So that's always fun. But if that's not doable or if you're going to have guests on your show and record video, I wouldn't really recommend recording in your closet. Um, So things like that are something to consider and kind of prep your studio space that you're creating uh, and play with your microphone and make sure you understand the settings and all of that kind of stuff. Um, And then also some kind of software to record with. You can do free software. You can use paid software. Again, if you're going to have guests, then you might want to think about how you're going to do that effectively. As you know, we've used Zoom before. Um, Now I'm using Riverside.fm to record with guests and it pulls good video quality. There are other ones though as well that you can check out that are similar. But if you're going to record solo by yourself, then something like GarageBand is great. On a Mac, it's free. It's already on there. Or um, Audacity for a PC or software a lot of people use to record with. Mm. If you're going to record in person with somebody else, then you also need to think about how you're going to deal with mics and separating audio tracks and stuff like that. But that can come later. Um, Or if you have a second host, you know, and you're both going to hang out and drink wine in your basement and record your podcast, then you would want to think about your setup a little bit differently. So that's first piece is the basics are the mic and the headphone and where am I recording and what am I recording on? Mm Mm-hmm. Beyond that, prior to launching, obviously we talked about kind of honing in your vision, what your desires are and your goals, especially if you have a business, then you need to consider what is that funnel that you're going to create from the podcast to your business and how are you going to track it? And then also you want to think about your listener. So what is the connection that you're putting out there, the content that you want to talk about? Sometimes even just doing a brain dump of like, these are all the topics that I think I want to talk about is helpful in the beginning. Um, Mm -hmm. And then in addition to that, even stories. If you're like, okay, these are stories I know I want to share. These are things that I feel called to talk about. Or if you have a business and you're like, I want to educate on these different things, or these are the problems that my clients are having, or you know, what I want to share about working with other people, or if you have a product-based business, what you want to talk about with making your products or the process or whatever it is, brain dumping all of that down is a great place to start as well. So you at least have some ideas of where do you want to start with recording your episodes, which ones are going to go first. Um, And then the visuals. The visuals and the mood and the vibe is always another one to think about before you launch. So obviously you need cover art. You can make it yourself. You can outsource that. You can work with a graphic designer. There's obviously different levels for everybody's budget, but something that stops your scroll is really important. Um, And your name, of course. And then as well, you know, drafting an intro and an outro. And what do you, how are you going to introduce the podcast to people. And then with your outro, essentially, where are you going to lead them from the show? Where should they go next to connect with you? And then music is also helpful. You got to have royalty-free music so you can purchase that online. Um, And that really sets the vibe for the beginning of the show, in my opinion. So from there, that's what you need to actually have a tangible podcast. I know you can't hold it in your hand, but that creates the tangible podcast. The plan the cover art, the name, what are you going to be recording and what are you going to be recording on and to whom. 
and then a hosting platform to get it out there into the world. From that point, after you launch, then it comes down to what are all the assets that go with each episode. So like the show notes, you need to figure out what you're going to put in the show notes. How in-depth or simple do you want to make them? Um, And then how are you going to promote it? How are you going to get it in front of more eyeballs and ears? You're going to use graphics or video that you're repurposing when you record. There's lots of different options for visibility. So that's really the gist of it is kind of that piece, that first phase of birthing it into the world and all the stuff that you need to get started and then thinking about how you're going to promote it and get in front of people and then managing that on the back end. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) I like it. It sounds like a lot. It is kind of a lot. But if you just start with that like first pieces, I need music, I need a name, I need a cover, Mm. what am I going to talk about, where am I going to record in my house, That's, that's step one for sure. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of things, but you know, you're not, you also don't have to do it in like a week. Oh, yeah. Yes. It can take a couple months. You can take your time. And of course, I would love for you to talk about like your, um, because I forget like which offers you have, to be honest. So I'd love for you to tell people like how you can help them. I know um, I can share my experience going through um, Aaron's program and it was absolutely amazing. But, um, but yeah, like it can feel overwhelming to start a podcast. I remember when I was, thinking about it, I think I downloaded. So I was in a mastermind group mm-hmm. and this was with Madison Tinder, who has been on my podcast before I helped her start, start her scrunchie business. So she's a friend and, um, she created this like crazy course. It was like, I don't even know what that course was. Soulful something, so some kind of a course that like something, it was kind of like the the course that will include everything you could ever need to know about having like a coaching business. It like literally included everything. And one of the, and I got the course for free because I was in her mastermind and she were a lot. And one of the episodes was, uh, sorry, episodes. One of the lessons was about starting a podcast. And so I literally skipped all the way to that one because I had been thinking about starting a podcast for a few months. And I watched, um, Aaron was presenting a lesson on, I don't know what it was. How, how 10 ways to podcast. start a podcast or yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. So I watched that and then I went and I think I downloaded your freebie. I I think I messaged you on Instagram and I think I must have said something like, I just watched your lesson in medicine thing. I, I'm interested in starting a podcast. Like, tell me, you know, how you can help or something. Um, and that's kind of how I found Aaron, like not so randomly, but, you know, always, always good to like refer always good to like join people's programs through like a referral, like a friend joined it or something. Yeah. And that was, we started, I started in her program September of 2020 or I think so. I don't know. I forget. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And I launched in November of 2020, but, um, but yeah, I went through her whole program to basically start and launch the podcast and like, it was absolutely amazing. So yeah, tell everyone Tell everyone like how you can help them, what programs you offer. That would be great. Sure. So what you went through was record like a rock star. And like you were saying earlier in the episode, two years in a business feels like four or five in life. I completely agree (laughs) because so much has changed since then. Um, Mm -hmm. But essentially, Record Like a Rockstar is my signature one-on-one podcast launch program. And prior to Carrie being in it, I actually ran it as a small group and then realized uh, very quickly that I enjoyed one-on-one better. 
So I switched it around. But um, it seems intimidating, I think, sometimes when you see all of these, like, launch your podcast, like you were saying, launch your podcast in a day, or here is uh, a way for you to do this DIY course or a VIP day, all of these things. That being said, I have a different philosophy when it comes to launching a podcast. I agree with what you were saying before that you you should not have to rush the process. So my podcast launch program is four months long, and basically you're just retaining me for that time. What I usually do is gauge each client in that process as far as how quickly they want to move. So we could launch a podcast anywhere between four and 12 weeks into the program. It just depends on how ready they are, what they've already done, how quickly Mm -hmm. they want to take action. For some people who are used to, like I've had lots of business coaches who are used to teaching, they already had the equipment, they already had it set up. You know, maybe they've been on podcasts before. They already have cover art done when they come to me, you know, and they're just Mm -hmm. ready to go. They're like, I want this thing launched. I want it live. I want to run with this. And we've launched really quickly. So we've gone through my six-step module framework to just check every boxes, all the boxes to make sure that we are creating the show and making a launch plan. Once they've done that, then we launch the show. And that's where a lot of programs stop. They usually will let you, you know, it's just a program to launch you. And then you're like, okay, you're done now. I don't believe that that's where that should stop. The support shouldn't stop there because you come down off that high and you really need to know how to transition into managing this every week in your life. So you continue to have support after the launch until the remainder of that time is up. Um, But like I said, other people, it takes a little bit longer. We need to answer more questions or maybe it takes a little bit more to craft that vision that they're looking for. Or maybe the music just isn't quite right and it takes us two weeks to find it. You know, so that's essentially my launch program. Um, After going through the launch program or if you have an existing podcast, then people can roll into my other offer, which is strategic podcast management, which is what carries in. So this is what it sounds like. It's monthly podcast management. And it's usually at whatever level of support you're looking for. So I do have three different tiers of support on the back end. If you want everything done so you can just record and walk away, there's an option for that. If you don't and you want to do more things yourself, you need minimal support, there's an option for that. Um, So that's Mm -hmm. essentially what it is. And if somebody has an existing podcast, then we do sort of an audit at the beginning before we start working together to make sure that if anything needs to be rebranded or re-strategized, we have space to do that. So those are my two main offers. Now I also have been integrating backstage passes, which are 90-minute strategy sessions, um, which can be used for anybody at any stage. It's really awesome. Also, if you want to DIY your podcast, but you need somebody else's brain to help you get it off the ground and give you an action plan, that's what we do. So those are over Zoom and they're very workshop style. And again, it's one-on-one and I love that. Um, so we're doing that too. And then what's coming <laughs> is Mic Drop, which is a podcast workflow that I have created in ClickUp to have all of that managing the show on the back end structure done for you in a way that is scalable. So everything is already there. SOPs are built. Videos are built. So if you're doing everything solo, you can manage your show 
well in a way that works for your lifestyle and for your business with everything in one spot. Or if you have a whole team of people or VAs that you're integrating, then you can have them watch the videos and train themselves and then they can come in and support you with that existing workflow. So that's coming. Um, but those are those are the ways to work with me right now. I love that. And I can um, speak on on the mic drop thing. It's Aaron has added that to my ClickUp, which is like a task management software in that that thing is a beast. It's really <laughs> cool and I need to start using it. But yeah, it looks it looks really, really good. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was so fun to chat about um, all things podcast. I love this. I feel like this needs to be like a yearly episode where we can just talk about like what's new in the podcast space because it's fun to just not always like teach businessy things. I kind of like having conversations sometimes. Yeah. I feel like I could never do like a non-business podcast. I don't know. how. I don't even know what I would talk about. <laughs> we should do this. We should definitely do this. Check in and see how you <laughs> feel about the podcast and yours and what's changed over time. I think it's also cool to let other people hear from someone who has been doing it for a long time. And really, mm -hmm. how do you do it? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you continue to feel good and lit up? And what are the things that are so different? Like you were saying from the beginning of your show to now, those are important conversations that people don't get to hear very often, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I love it. Well, thank you so much. So good to have you on here. And I will see up until I see you next time. Awesome. <laughs> Yay. Okay. So now that you've listened to this episode, I want you to ask, or I want you to tell me, are you now thinking of starting a podcast? And I hope your answer is yes. And if you are, I want you to DM me on Instagram, carrie.a.fitzgerald. It's in the show notes below. And tell me, what your thoughts are. Like, what are you thinking? What's holding you back? How can I help you? All right, my friends, make sure to follow Erin on all the socials. Her handles are below, Erin Tefani on Instagram and TikTok, and her website's there. If you go to her website, you can learn more about her coaching program, Record Like a Rockstar. She has a 90-minute strategy session called Backstage Pass. So really, no matter where you're at and you just want some support or help or you want to talk through you know, your strategy, your ideas and all that, she's amazing. I literally would not be here if it was not for this girl. So I'm forever grateful and do yourself a favor and check her out. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much and I'll see you guys next week.